everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Wednesday. It is February 2nd. It's 2022. We have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Not too bad. Might make some money tonight. Might lose some money tonight. It all comes down to the last game. Hurdle getting injured really didn't help, but... You know what? Can't can't complain after it's it's been a solid last few weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a good night on prize picks, not a great night on DraftKings. So I built like a core around like Jordan Poole over 20 and a half fantasy or 20 and a half points and DeJounte over 20 and a half points and Jimmy Butler over 34 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So like I use that three a lot. Um so gonna hit some five for fives few three for fives which are not profitable but uh the five fives definitely gonna pay for the three for fives so no big deal there so nice i know it's always fun so i saw like uh, and i saw it on grinders live and i put it on scores and odds like super fast like it was around 615 but like jordan pool was 21 and a half on most most books and like we had him projected for 28 points. And then I like did a little bit of research real quick and it was way too low. Um, so that was, it's always good to get those right. Like, you know, when you like recommend doing two unit bets, it's always good to get those right. Yeah. Yeah. One of my main two unit bets was Pearl over points and he got injured, but yeah. You can't predict no, injuries. Yeah, no, that anytime I have a night where I lose money because half my guys got in foul trouble or injured, you know what? Just move on to the next day. I was probably right. That's it. Well, we are going to move on to the next day. We got Orlando at Indiana. Two 19 and a half total here. Pacers, a five-point favorite. Looking at the injuries here, the Magic will be on the second end of a back-to-back. So we'll wait and see um, if anything comes out of that. And then on the Pacer side, Bitstays is questionable. Brissette, Brissette is questionable. Brogdon, McConnell, Sabonis, Turner, Warren out. Uh, anything that you like here for the Orlando Magic? I mean, nothing that I love. Like, it's not it, – it, Indy's so bad right now, and it's not bad. I think the main guy I would go with is Carter – Cole Anthony finally had a good night tonight or last night, depending on when you're listening to this. I think that he's in play at 6,800. I'm never going to argue with playing him at that price tag just because he always does have a ton of upsides but decides to take over a game. If someone like Jalen Suggs or Mo Bamba gets ruled out, then definitely an uptick to Anthony and Carter become immediately good plays. Um, Not really a whole lot of size going up against Indy. I don't know if they'll give uh, Bamba enough run here, but I think Wendell Carter Jr., even on the second of a back-to-back, playing Quite a few minutes, he'll end up playing a decent amount, and he's got a pretty solid overall role right now. So it's really those two guys. I mean, friends, Wagner is fine. Suggs is fine. Bomba's fine. Okay, he's fine, but they're not good plays. Sorry, coughing up a lung. Um, I think the Orlando Magic, if everyone plays, you can maybe take some shots on Wagner or Wendell Carter. If some people get ruled out on the second end of a back-to-back, that's where I think some stuff would open up. And then on the Pacer side of things, I mean, I think a lot will de- depend on, like, if Brissett and Bitstays are able to play or not. Um, I guess they already ruled out Bitstays. So, like, yeah, 
I guess we're looking at maybe like Isaiah Johnson Jackson here at 5,400, probably playing 30-ish minutes. Yeah, I mean, if Brissett ends up going, then I think that it might take a little bit of a hit to uh, Jackson's minutes, but still, like, the thing, I, even with a massive uptick in salary, the guy's still too cheap at 5.4K. Like, he's a solid, solid point-per-minute producer. So even if he ends up with 24 minutes, I think he can still easily pay off that price tag. I wouldn't be surprised if they roll out a lot of Brissett and Jackson at the same time and roll both of them up for around 30 minutes. Um, just because Orlando going with that big uh, front court with Carter Jr. and Bamba. So both those guys are in play. I think you can play LaVert A200. I know they has been great recently, but just everyone being out, he's, he's going to have a boatload of usage. And one of these days, he's going to go off for a massive game. But realistically, with this many guys out, matchup versus Orlando, bad defensive team, like you can roll with anyone. Like Holiday's coming off a pretty good game, Duarte. 5,100 definitely has a little bit of upside there, even though he hasn't really been paying it off recently. One of these nights, he's good enough where he's going to end up with a big outing. And then even Washington Jr., um, he can end up with a pretty big night. Played 24 minutes last game, 25 minutes the game before. He's been solid on point-per-minute basis recently. So sitting there at 3,700 is too cheap. Like, there's just so many guys that are just cheap on this team. But I think by far my favorite is Isaiah Jackson. Yeah, I think Jackson's my favorite as well. I don't I, I think like in tournaments, large field tournaments, you can maybe take a shot on Levert here. It's just I mean the usage is not as much as I would want it to be. Um I, I think Justin Holiday is playable in tournaments here against the Magic under 5k should play 30 to 35 minutes in this spot. So don't hate those guys. Washington at Philadelphia, no total in this game. Washington on the second end of a back-to-back. Corkmaz, Milton, Powell, Reed, Simmons out for Philadelphia. Uh, we know Bradley Beal won't play in this game. So, I mean, we already know that. And then what are your thoughts here on – oh, and I know, like, Thomas Bryant rolled his ankle – on, on yeah, he's, it's unlikely he's going to play. Yeah, so I highly doubt he plays. So talk to me here about Washington. Uh, so Washington, like we know Beal's not out. Dinwiddie, I don't care how bad he played last night. He's he's too cheap at 5,800. Like this is this was his worst outing with Bradley Beal out of the year. 5,800, far too cheap. I think you can take shots on Kuzma, 7,500. Like his rebound rate is absolutely through the roof. Like he's shooting a ton. He's actually been shooting pretty decently. 7,500, probably too cheap with Beal out, even in a tough matchup going up against Philly, even on the second of a back-to-back. The one I really like um, with Bryant rolling his ankle, Harrell at 4,400 seems too cheap. He had a pretty solid overall outing tonight. Should be in for a few extra minutes in this upcoming game. They might need a little bit more size versus Embiid, even though he probably can't stop Embiid. I don't think anyone really can at this point. But yeah, like I, even if you want to go with KCP, like he's 4K. Denny is 3.8K. Like go with literally anyone here, and I'm not going to argue with it. Um, if Brian doesn't end up playing, even potentially Gafford at 3,100, like they didn't price anyone up nearly enough for they didn't price anyone up with the Beal being out. So everyone's too cheap 
for the amount of usage increase they'll have. And without Bryant, the minutes for Gafford and Harrell should go up drastically. Yeah, I mean, Harrell is always someone I want to play. He's always the guy that I feel like has the ceiling to win you a tournament. So I definitely like him. Um, do we think like they're going to give Gafford minutes with Bryant out, or do we really think they're just going to let it be Harold? I think we, I, I mean, the starting lineup could kind of decide that for us, right? Yeah. I mean, I assume they're going to give Gafford probably about 20, like they're going to need a big guy in pretty much the entire game. And like, it's going to be Gafford or it's going to be Harrell. So we know they have 48 minutes to split. I think that Harrell's more likely to get around 26 to potentially all the way up to 30. Um, they do need a little bit more offense uh, without Bradley Beal in there. He got 26 this last night with Brian getting injured. Gafford didn't play much, but Brian got injured, I think, in the second half. So I, I, I think, like, Harrell is the better play by a pretty wide margin. But Gafford sitting at 3,100, I mean, he should end up with, I would say probably 20 minutes is, is my guess for him. Yeah. If he starts, do we maybe plug him in a little bit at 3,100? I think maybe. Um, I still yeah, like Harold I mean, more, but 3,100 is juicy. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you want to play both because they kind of like not knowing the minutes kind of – eat into each other's potential upside um but i mean i'm not i wouldn't argue with it at you're you're paying for them combined 40 or 7500 and you're getting 48 minutes of playing time between the two of them most likely so i mean gafford's close to point per minute producer so assuming 20 minutes at 3100 for 18 to 24 points would be my guess. I, I'd still roll with him. Philadelphia side, I mean, Embiid expected back. He should have a really good game here. Outside of him, I mean, it's kind of a, a few question marks. I think maybe Seth Curry at 5,300, but overall, I think really it's just Embiid for me. Yeah, full-on fade, everyone but Embiid. Everyone got a price increase because Embiid was out the last game. I mean, Drone went from 37 to 55 just in case. Even Embiid's back. Max is up to 7,500. Harris is at 8,300. Like, all these guys are priced up a little bit too high because of the last outing. So, it's really just Embiid. I mean, Embiid is one of the better spend-ups on the slate. I know he's expensive. I know that he's been a little bit up and down in terms of his peripherals, but he's still got over 60 points in four of the last six games, five of the last, last six games, like 1,200. He can easily pay off this price tag, especially going up against the likes of Trezel and uh, Gafford. I don't, I don't see him having too much of a problem here. Charlotte at Boston. Uh, 223.5 total here. Boston is a five-point favorite. Uh, looking at the injury report here for Charlotte, Hayward's out. Ubre is probable, and on the Boston side, Dozier is out, and that's really it. Uh, talk to me here about Charlotte. I mean, with Hayward being out, like I have a bit of interest in Bridges. I have a bit of interest in Rozier. They should both see a bit of an increase in 
usage. I know that Rozier hasn't come into this great game in great form. Bridges is always up and down, but when you take that out of there, like even in a tough match versus Boston, I think they're fine. I probably won't use them outside of a game stack um, would be the scenario because I do like some of the Boston pieces. But, I mean, it's just one of those spots where without Hayward in there, they all kind of get a bit of an increase. And is it enough? Potentially, yes. But I'm going to mostly play them if I'm playing someone from the other side. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to play Charlotte, I think LaMelo is always the guy, him or Rogier, and I don't usually typically play them together. Rogier's price is, you know, climbing down um, a little bit. I, I mean, the Boston side, this is an amazing matchup going up against Charlotte. The pricing, Tatum is still very expensive. Brown, 8700 He's gone over 40 fantasy points in four straight games. It's just the price is a little high on him. I think if they gave Robert Williams minutes in this game, if the game were to stay close, he could have a good game. Um, what are your thoughts on Boston? I hate playing Boston players when everyone's healthy. I just generally don't do it. They're going up against Charlotte though. So I will absolutely play Tatum. I will absolutely play Brown. I'll probably play a little bit of Robert Williams, but realistically a fast paced matchup isn't going to affect his fantasy output as much. Um, the fact that he's going up against Plumlee will definitely help him out. But he's not really one of those guys that's going to get by with points like the fast-paced matchup. Yes, that'll help with rebounds and potentially stocks. Um, but I think it's more of an upgrade to Brown and Tatum. I mean, we've seen Tatum go for 70 recently. He's at 10-6. We've seen Brown consistently put up 40 points. But anytime someone goes up against Charlotte, I don't care. Like they can Brown could go for 60 here, Tatum could go for 75, 80. I'm going to be using quite a bit of both of them, which is why I have some interest in the Charlotte players. Memphis at New York taking on the Knicks. 217 total here. Memphis is a three and a half point favorite. You know, looking at the Memphis injury report, Steven Adams is questionable. Dylan Brooks is out. And then Derek Rose remains out for the Knicks. Uh, talk to me here about Memphis. Bain is finally appropriately priced at 7.1k after his massive 52 point outing um gosh i love that guy so he's in play like it's not really a good match versus the knicks it's not going to be a high scoring affair so it's really just a downgrade of a matchup overall for bain i'm never going to argue with it i will play some of them i play some of them every single night i gamble on them every single night i can already tell you that i'm taking the over of 18.5 points in this spot here over on DraftKings. i already have um Morant on the other side, or uh, Morant also there, like he's been putting up 30 points very consistently, but this is not a spot where I think that he's going to have a massive outing. I mean, you can check to see where his ownership's coming in at. If it's low single digit, I can always make an argument for taking a shot on him, but overall the spot is really going to suppress him a little bit. Knicks are solid defensively. They're solid inside. It should hinder him a little bit. So if I'm taking a shot on anyone, it's most likely Bain and Jackson, but I'd I don't really love this spot for anyone on Memphis, which is weird for me to say. Yeah, I mean, you're worried a little bit about the pace, I think, on the Memphis side. I think Desmond Bain is super interesting. He has been shooting a lot here recently. So, I mean, if Steven Adams were to miss the game, you could potentially see a few extra rebounds for a guy like Desmond Bain. 
I don't think I play Bane and Morant together. I think it's one or the other. And I will say this. If Adams miss, I think someone like Kyle Anderson could be interesting for tournaments or even like a, a Brandon Clark, you know, depending on who draws the start here. Um, I would assume it would be Clark would get being for about 10 extra minutes. Yeah. Should, I would playing mid twenties too, but I mean, it's Memphis. Who knows? I like Clark. If he starts, that's for sure. If Adams is out. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Knicks? On the Knicks side? I mean, no one really like everyone's kind of here. It's not an easy defensive matchup going up against Memphis. Like Randall has been super bad for his price tag recently. Like Barrett is becoming the alpha, but with Kemba back, his usage takes a pretty big hit. Kemba is never really trustworthy when it comes to his minutes. Fournier is never trustworthy for his play. I don't. I. I have. I have no interest in anyone on the Knicks. It's kind of how I feel. I mean, Randall's nine K. Like you were kind of talking about, he's paid that off one time in the last ten games. So, and RJ Barrett seventy one hundred. Yeah, he can have big games, but I mean, everyone's kind of healthy now, so. No real interest um, in New York. Maybe Mitch Rob if Adams doesn't play. Cleveland yeah. at Houston. Coughing up another lung. Uh, looking at, oh, 218.5 total. Cleveland a uh, 2.5 point favor here. Injury report here for Cleveland. Garland is out. Markinen is out. Rubio is out. Sexton's out. Houston side, I mean, they don't really have anybody on their injury report, so should be good to go. Um, no Garland, no Sexton. Are we assuming like it's going to be a, a guy like Osman playing point? Or do we they think- played him point last game and they played him for 38 minutes? Yeah, I was gonna say I, th- like, I love Jetty tonight. He, I think he's I think he does run the point. I didn't I don't think they're gonna give like Rondo a ton of minutes. Do you what 20, 25 at max? Yeah, I mean they're making the playoffs. They might have the number one seed. They're not really playing for too much. They gave him 18 minutes the other night. They're just gonna let Jetty come out here, run the point. I mean, he had 12 assists in the last game. Don't pay attention too much. It was only 27 point outing. He shot three for 16 from the field. He's going up against a much better uh, matchup going up against Houston, who's terrible defensively, runs at a big pace. Jetty is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Yeah, I think he's one of mine as well. Um, I was looking at it before we got rolling here, and his usage around is around 17% most nights. He had a 22.5% usage the other night, so... Um, I like Osman a lot. Outside of him, I mean, I think Kevin Love just, played yeah, thirty-three say, minutes the other night. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> um, I, I think like Kevin Love or taking a shot on like Allen would be my next guess. Um, for Cleveland, I don't think I want to play a Coro 
he's just not a high usage guy. Kind of sits in the corner. Um, I mean, maybe Dean Wade in large field tournaments, but that's kind of it. Yeah, I could play Allen. I could play Mobley, but I really just like Love and Osmond. Like it. Without Garland, they need some extra offensive ability and they need someone to run the point. Love, big amount of usage, big amount of points, and small minutes all season. They gave him a bunch of minutes last night. They might as well throw him out, even though they're saving for playoffs, or who knows, maybe they're trying to trade him off. You never really know. Um, but Love should be in for solid amount of minutes tonight. And Osman is just going to run the point for the vast majority of the game. Well, I guess I, we totally missed Brandon Goodwin. Um, he, he was available the other night, wasn't he? He just didn't do too much. Uh, he, he played, played 27 minutes. He played 27 minutes and had 25 fantasy points at minimum salary. So we, we should at least mention him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's in play, but realistically, I don't know if he'll end up playing 27 minutes again. And also... He shot eight for 11 from the field. So, I mean, I, I forgot that he was minimum priced. It's, and he's, yeah, he might be in play. You might be right there. Yeah. I mean, they could be seeing what they have in him um, because they know what they have in Rondo. So, uh, Houston side. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. is always the guy that I lean towards the most on Houston, him and Christian Wood. Uh, Jason Tate's 4,800. He has usage. It's just he doesn't really do much with it. Yeah, I'm I'm out on everyone on Houston outside of a game stack. I I think my preferred bring back would be Christian Wood, even in a tough matchup going up against Evan Mobley, followed by probably Jalen Green, followed by Porter Jr. I mean, just not really a great spot for any of these guys. Like I guess Porter might end up shooting a lot more on the outside since there's not much available down below the hoop with Mobley and with Jared Allen there. So, yeah, I guess I, I probably prefer Porter Jr. to Christian Wood, but this is not really a great spot for Houston. I mean, Cleveland's a solid defensive team. Even without Garland in there, they can still have enough bigs where they can clog up the middle. Like, I, I'd probably stay away from Houston outside of a game stack, throwing, bringing it back with Porter if you really want to. OKC at Dallas, 207 total here. Dallas, 11.5 point favorite. On the Thunder side, SGA and Roby are out. And then on the Maverick side, Tim Hardaway, Sterling Brown, and Porzingis are out. Uh, so let's start here with the Thunder. No SGA. You know, talked about it on the podcast the other day, Josh Giddy would see an increase. He's 7,900 now. Is he just to the point where he might be just priced out of like his ceiling? I, not his real ceiling, but yeah, he's he's rarely going to get. I mean, without SGA, I think he can still get there, like seventy nine hundred. He can end up with a forty five fifty point game. Realistically, he's so good on the boards, and he can end up with a triple double any given night. But he is a little bit expensive. I don't love it. I don't love the matchup. I think I probably lean more towards Dort who should who sees a lot bigger increase in usage if I remember correctly put up 16 shots the other night he get he can get hot and he can put up a pretty big outing here um but really it's just Gideon Dort I mean man's sitting there at 4200 I think there's worse things you can do but he's probably priced up a little bit too much Kenrich can always have a decent shooting night but 
and he's at 3,700, but just not really a guy that comes into play on the slate. On the Dallas side, I mean, I think Luca on a nine-game slate, no Porzingis, um, no Hardaway Jr. Luca and maybe Finney Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't really have much. I think this game could be a blow up, but I mean you can play Luca. I think Luca is a very solid play without Porzingis in there. Brunson's probably priced where he should be still. Like maybe DFS, maybe Cleaver without Porzingis in there and without Cleaver's Hardaway in there. I, yeah, I was gonna mention him too. Yeah. Um, but I mean I, I'm just worried about OKC without SGA in there. Um, and this game staying close. But I mean, Luca's been so solid recently. I think I'd risk a blog, especially if I was bringing it. I, I, anytime I'm playing Luca, I'm probably bringing it back with Dorian Giddy. Yep. All right, moving on. We got Brooklyn at Sacramento. No total in this game. Brooklyn, we won't have an injury report. Uh, they're on the second end of a back-to-back. Marvin Bagley, Terrence Davis out. Darren Fox questionable. Uh, let's start here with Brooklyn. I mean, assuming everybody, Harden and Kyrie play, what are your thoughts here on Brooklyn? I mean, if they both play, then I think, Either one of them are play. I'd probably lean a little bit more towards hard. And even though it's the second end of a back-to-back, you can still put up a massive outing with Kyrie in there. Going up against Sacramento, I mean, they're one of the better matchups in the league. Um, in Sacramento, second end of a back-to-back, I think this game might be close. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, play Harden or play Kyrie if you're playing this game, playing this game at all. And either one of them go off for a huge one. Um. Yeah, and then on the Sacramento side, I think it obviously will depend on Fox, but I think Halliburton is still too pricey. I think Harrison Burns, Barnes um, would be someone I'd be looking at. Maybe Mitchell at 4,900. Mitchell's probably the guy that I'd look at the most here from Sacramento. I mean, if Fox ends up Mitch missing, then I still have some interest in Halliburton. I've gotten some interest in Mitchell, not a ton, but a little bit. Um, I've got some interest in Barnes. Like, without Fox in there, that's such a massive usage hole. They're going up against Brooklyn. Brooklyn is obviously a great matchup. Second end of back-to-back, they may be a little bit tired. They're down so many guys right now. Like, this is a spot where I think Halliburton could end up going for 60 if Fox doesn't end up playing. If Fox is playing, I have a little bit of interest in Fox, and that's kind of it. Like, it's a good enough matchup, unless he's going to be limited for some reason after missing the last two weeks, then that's a different story if we hear of him in his limit. But I, I, I really don't think anyone's in play outside of Fox if Fox plays. But I really like Hal Burton. I like uh, Mitchell. And I like I, – even I don't hate, hate Richard Holmes. Like going up against Brooklyn's bigs, I know he's been a little bit up and down recently, but he has double-double upside. Denver at Utah – no total in this game. Denver, second end of a back-to-back. Gobert, House, Ingles, Mitchell, out. Whiteside, questionable. Trent Forrest, questionable. Um, Denver just absolutely ran out of the gym against Minnesota. And then second end of a back-to-back in Utah, one of the hardest back-to-backs. Uh, but luckily for Denver, Utah's missing everybody. Uh, let's start with Denver. 
I mean, Jokic was dealing with a little bit of a toe. Can we potentially see him rested maybe? Um, I think that's something we got to pay attention to. What are your thoughts here on Denver? Yeah, if Jokic ends up missing, I think you can play Gordon. I think you can play Barton. Potentially Morris, potentially Jeff Green. Um, it, I wonder. Buggy got ruled out. So I wonder if uh, I could see them actually ruling out Boogie last night so that they could play him tonight and probably end up sitting Jokic. Like if, uh, if we're under the assumption that Jokic is going to play, if he plays, it's Jokic is the only guy I'm interested in at all. Pretty, pretty normal without Gobert in there. Like he's just going to have an absolute field day if he ends up playing. Um, if Jokic ends up sitting, then in Boogie plays, then he's going to be the immediate chalk of the entire slate would be my guess. Um, probably a little bit of a downtick to Gordon and Barton just because he can't eat up so much usage in the game. Um, if Boogie and Jokic are out, like, I mean, kind of just play everyone. Morris, there's going to be a bunch of minutes. There's going to be a bunch of usage out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if if Jokic sits, it opens up so much for Denver. Barton, Gordon, Morris, Jeff Green. I mean, if Cousins plays, obviously Boogie, but if he's out too, it just there's so much potential here for Denver players. Uh, Utah side of things, we might calmly, but I, it's Clarkson, right? Like, no Ingles now too. Like, I feel like Clarkson is going to have to have the ball. Him and Conley are just going to have to have the ball in their hands. A lot in this game. Yeah, I mean, they still got Bogdanovich, but Conley, Clarkson. I mean, if Whiteside ends up playing, it, it, you know what? You know what matchup I would love to see? Boogie versus Whiteside. Just absolutely <laughs> beautiful trash. No defense. Oh man, that would be that would be a fun. That, that could be a fun one to see. Um, yeah, if he ends up, if Jokic ends up sitting, then I'll, I'll play some Whiteside if he ends up playing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just mostly just Conley and Clarkson. Like they, they're they're the guys right now without Gobert, without Mitchell, without Ingles. Like they're they're gonna take up most of the usage. Like if you want to take a Sean Bogdanovich, that's fine. But it's Clarkson and Conley. Um, I don't really think I have anything else. Let's do Portland at LA, where we finish out. Two twenty-two total here. Lakers a. Three-point favorite on the Portland side, Lillard, Little, Nance out, Zeller's out as well. And then on the Lakers side, LeBron is doubtful. Malik Monk is probable, and Kendrick Nunn is still out. Uh, So starting with Portland, what are your thoughts here? I mean, it's a good matchup going up against the Lakers. I mean, I'm still probably just going with the three main guys, Simons, Powell, and McCollum. My favorite is probably McCollum. Comes this game in decent form. He is priced up a little bit at 8.1K, but the matchup is kind of the reason why. So, yeah, I mean, it's just the main three guys. Like, if you want to take a shot on Nurkic, that's fine. This match versus Lakers, big versus the Lakers. He actually probably has some decent upside here, but I don't know. I think I, I prefer going with the guards, but all of them are fine. None of them are great. Yeah, the spread... 
the spread has me a little interest in Portland here. Like Vegas is really thinking this is going to be a close game. And like, I think I have interest in like Simons, maybe Powell. It's just his price. I, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Um, I think I like Covington and, and Simons here. And I mean, in large tournaments, McCollum, he can have those shooting nights where he goes bonkers, but he really just shoots. Um, he doesn't really fill up the stat sheet too much. Uh, Lakers side here, no LeBron, Anthony Davis, 10-2. Um, I think he's the guy you're kind of looking at here. Yeah, Davis. And I mean, you can still go with Westbrook, even at 9.4K. Like Portland's not a good defensive team, but Davis at 10.1K. I mean, played 38 minutes the other night, put up 44 and 59 in the last two games. He can absolutely go off for a huge outing versus Portland. Um, Outside of that, I mean, it's kind of Malik Monk at 5,300 coming off a massive game. Like, I get it. He shot lights out, and he's been he's been a streaky shooter, but the shot volume should be up for him here. 5,300, that's, that's a little bit too cheap for him, I think. Outside of that, I mean, Mello, probably not. If you really want to, it's fine, but he's just an okay play. Horton Tucker, probably not, like, I'm looking at Davis and I'm looking at Link Monk and Link Monk is a lot cheaper. Yeah. I think those are my two favorites. Um, It's like, it's like one of those things, like, do I take a shot on Westbrook? (laughs) I think you'd have to be, I think you'd have to be like MME to Westbrook, but he's 9,400. We know like the games that he's capable of, especially with no LeBron. I think, you know, if you're if you're if you're MMEing, if you're playing like a twenty inch max, I, I definitely think you want to get some exposure to Westbrook. All yeah. right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under five K to go seven X. Who do you like? I feel like there was like eight that we talked about in the early games, so now I'm just looking at it. Trent, do you have someone? I'm going to go Brandon Goodwin, 3K, with no Garland, no Sexton. Um, yeah, he should play 25-plus minutes again. Under 5K, right? Yep, under 5K. Yeah, Jetty. Absolutely Jetty. Yeah, I figured that's what you are going to take. That's why I wrote down the other one. Well, in my brain, it was. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done the morning grind. I'm like, under 4K, I'm like, why isn't it just under 5K? I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. I I'm favorite over 8k to go under 5x who's your bus oh gosh it hurts me to say but probably Moran- uh randall yeah it's like the default answer right now for this question yeah. um which is crazy when you like think about it i think i gotta go i think i gotta go john Morant. Yeah, that was gonna be my other guy it's just a not going to be a high-scoring game, and he's just been such, on such a tear, and that's a big price tag. Yeah, I mean, he's one of my favorite plays. One of my favorite guys to watch, too. Uh, favorite, no, my favorite team. Favorite 6X play. Who do you like? Dinwiddie. Oh, the, 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 the sour. You can take taste. someone else from that game. The sour taste yeah. in the mouth 
from yeah Dinwiddie um is still at least I knew my over 16.5 points was dead at halftime <laughs> didn't <yeah>. have to watch <laughs> um yeah I, I took the over on Gary Payton some Gary Payton stuff <laughs> didn't work out um <laughs> My 6X play today is Jordan Clarkson, 6,400. I think he's going to have the ball in his hands a ton this game. I'll go with him. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Desmond Bain. You said Desmond Bain? Desmond Bain. I like it. I think I'm going to go Franz Wagner um, from the Orlando Magic. Second end of a back-to-back. You know, Pacers missing some players. I'm going to go Franz Wagner. Um, any bets standing out to you here night before? I know there's not a ton of lines out. Um, anything that's piquing your interest? Let me check the props real quick. I mean, Desmond Bain over 18 and a half points is something I've already hit. Um, I know it's a big number, but Tatum over 27.5 looks a bit interesting here. Um Let's see. Probably nothing in the Cleveland game. Nothing really stands out there. Um, Luca over 28.5 points uh, is a solid line. And then no lines out for the Lakers. But whenever Monk's three-point prop comes out, I'm probably hitting the over. I'm guessing it's going to be at two and a half. Um, I'm probably hitting the alt lines. And when it comes in at one and a half, I'm just, I'm just hammering it. All right, fair enough. Um, nothing that's like jumping off the page to me, so I'm just gonna pass for now. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, nope, it's gonna be an interesting slate. Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. That's gonna wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids. <laughs>